This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Dale. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Valerie Fadok, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist on the Fear Free Dermatologic Exam. Dr. Fadok joined Zoetis in 2016 with the goal of helping veterinarians manage skin disease with less frustration. She received her DVM from Washington State University in 1978 and became board certified in 1982. Dr. Fadok has lectured internationally, nationally, locally, even on public transportation perhaps, on subjects relating to veterinary skin disease, immunology, inflammation, and dermatology. And she was a dermatology consultant for VIN, uh, at the Veterinary Information Network, and is, of course, a Fear Free certified professional. Fear Free would like to thank Zoetis for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Fadok. Let's start with something that Fear Free means to dermatologists specifically. One of the things we know is we're going to see these patients over their lifetime. So we're going to have a long relationship. And one of the things that's always hurt my feelings is when I walk into an exam room and a dog or a cat kind of cowers at the sight of me because they they know what a veterinarian is. And, you know, I really love these animals and, and um, love the interaction between them and their owners. So, you know, some of the fierce Free principles I was already intuitively incorporating into my exams, but by taking the courses, I've really improved my skill set. So I think it's made me a better clinician because I am better at observing patient comfort and, and just client comfort as well. So I really uh, do a better job as a dermatologist by adhering to the principles of this initiative and as the you know, a grandmother of a somewhat reactive dog, I really see the value uh, in this approach to make sure these pets get really good veterinary care throughout their life. (laughs) Okay, Grandma. So why incorporate fear-free approach into the dermatology exam? So one of the things I love about dermatology is, is I do end up seeing patients most of their lifetime. Um, It's the closest to general practice I think a specialist can get. And um, skin diseases, you know, many times are lifelong diseases. And so I will be meeting with these pets and their owners over the lifetime of their pet. And this is true as a specialist also when you're in general practice. So our goal um, is to reduce the fear, anxiety, and stress that we all know our pets can experience when they come to us. So we definitely want to have a, a 21st century medical approach, but what Fear Free has done is given us a 21st century emotional approach. So we want to be able to establish trust with our clients, and by respecting what the pets are telling us with their body language and behavior, we can sometimes help our clients understand why we take the time we do to do things in a stepwise fashion and make it a good experience. A 21st century emotional approach. I, I love that terminology. So where does Fear Free specifically start during a derm exam? Well, for me, it, it 
you know, we really promote the concept of the, the team approach. And so the DERM exam actually starts when people call to make the appointment. Um, our super-duper uh, client service representatives can help us out by first asking, you know, how does your pet feel about coming to the doctor? And I think that's doubly important for dermatologists because we are practicing in our own building or as part of a multi-specialty practice, and we don't really know these animals before the first visit. So they're having to come to a strange place. If we know they're fearful and anxious, we can help them with recommendations for nutritional supplements or undershirts, any of the things we do that help calm pets down. Um, and if necessary, we can, we can ask our referring veterinarians to uh, prescribe prescription medication if they need it. I think when we take a very careful approach right at the history taking and when all clients come in, it helps not only the pets trust us, but our new clients as well. You take your pets to a, a fear-free clinic, isn't that right? What, what is the value to you as a client? Oh, my gosh, I almost don't know where to start. So if you see us walking down the street to Blum Animal Hospital in Chicago, no matter what direction we come from, I've tried it from each and every possible direction. And on occasion, we've even walked there because it is only just over a mile from our house. So no matter how I get there, no matter if I park in the parking lot, if I walk, if I park on the street, from the north, the south, the east, or west, as soon as our dogs realize, and they always do, that they're about a block and a half or so away, it looks like what Marty Becker says are the sled dogs pulling the sleigh, you know? Because I, they've got, they do a heel. I, I should know I'm an, a, a certified animal behavior consultant. I should know how to teach my dogs to heal. And there they are doing a perfect heel. But then... They realize they are close to Dr. Marks, and they begin dragging me down the street. And, and it goes on from there. I mean, once they're in the clinic, they uh, automatically get treats. They know that. They know where the treats are. Then they jump on the scale voluntarily looking at me waiting for a treat. And I did all these things. It's not hard to do, by the way. And, and I did them all even before Fear Free came about. And now that Fear Free is here, this is the best thing in the world because I don't care how good you are as a veterinarian or a veterinary technician or nurse. You cannot help pets you're not seeing. And Fear Free helps to get pets into the practice in the first place. So oh, I, I love that. I'm a huge, huge believer. And when Dr. Becker first told me about Fear Free, I don't think he finished his sentence when he asked me, would you like to be involved? And I said, yes! And uh, because I just knew that it would make such a difference and actually even save lives. So for the pet owner, what information should that person have before they come to see you? So we really like to get um, as complete a derm history as we can. And I think it's most efficient, especially in the time of COVID, that we have a history sheet that a client can fill out. And I like to make them simple. You know, those of us who work with people, you do, of course. You know, there are people who love to fill out things and people who don't. So I think it helps to have a mix, you know, have yes and no answers that they can circle. 
um, and, and clarity. And so we can get that in almost a one pager that our CSRs can send to the client. And then I often like to ask the clients to bring in their bag of medication. It's often a huge bag of medication. But this way, I reduce the stress on the client by asking them about a particular medication. You know, I'm saying, okay, how often are you giving your Abiquel? And, you know, some clients are, are just, oh, man, is that the white pill or the purple pill? <laughs> so if they bring their medicines in, I can help them sort it out. You know, uh, before that first, before any veterinary visit, uh, there's data to actually demonstrate that cats in particular, but dogs too, pick up on the stress of the client in just making the appointment. I'm not talking about, all right, I'm ready to go. I've got my car keys. I'm looking for the leash or the carrier. I'm talking about actually making that appointment, you know? So we need to change all that. Fear Free is about changing that. Are there any other preparations that you think pet parents can make? Well, I love it when uh, people are very upfront and honest with what their concerns are. And again, we can take care of some of those concerns when they call the CSRs. But, you know, one thing I've learned is that some owners, sometimes owners are not aware that certain behaviors reflect stress. So, you know, I think about those hyper-excited panting labs. You know, they look like they're happy because they're wagging their tails, but their behavior is really ramped up. And I wonder if that's, you know, um, stress or anxiety or, you know, my favorite bulldogs, English and French, that um, have inordinate uh, interests in our legs. They get very, very nervous and manifest that um, humping behavior. Um, so when we meet these animals, if we can learn to recognize um, fear and stress in these pets, then we can help our clients recognize it. And then they can do things, you know, that are... are pheromones or, you know, some of the nutritional supplements that are known to reduce stress. What about, I mentioned cats, so I'm going to, I know, I'm going to mention them again, because they, you know, it's kind of a separate, first of all, we've learned that they are not small dogs, for sure, but 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 they, they have their own needs, and some of them have, a lot of them have negative experiences previously with the veterinarian. They do. And, you know, I think one of the things I love about Fear Free and uh, one of my, my favorite classmates, Dr. Alona Rodan, maybe you know her. She's been I involved do. in I do. promoting feline care for a long time. You know, I just think about the experience of having a kitty and maybe they haven't been um, adjusted to their crate. So all of a sudden they're picked up, they're put in this cage, basically, which prevents them from running away if something scares them. And then they come into a, a clinic and they get put on the floor in their crate and there's usually big slobbery dogs around that want to pant in their face. That's got to be terrorizing. And so, you know, um, uh, helping clients who get new kittens understand uh, the concept of getting them adjusted, make it a safe place for them, use a lot of feel away, um, because if they have a bad experience in the, um, in the, the waiting area, then it doesn't matter how much feel away I spray. They're not happy kitties. So bring them right into an exam room or have a separate waiting place for cats. What principles of the fear-free approach are, you think, critical to a good derm exam? To me, the considerate approach, gentle control, 
and touch gradient. So consider it approach, you know, when I walk into the exam room, um, I probably should say hello to the client, but the first thing I do is look at the dog or the kitty and try to look at their body language. Um, it's pretty obvious if they're cowering under a chair that, you know, I need to move very, very slowly. And then gentle control. You know, many dogs and cats don't want to be manhandled. And so trying to appreciate, uh, I, I for cats especially, I always tell them how beautiful they are. That that's the tone right away. <laughs> they know they're beautiful. Of course. Um, and then the gentle touch gradient, you know, touching those parts of the body that are least um, scary, you know, maybe scratching a dog or a kitty on the side of the chin and gentle strokes on the trunk before I move to areas that are a little more sensitive, like feet. Um, uh, or, you know, the worst thing I think you can do to a dog or a cat is lift their tail because they know that thermometer's coming. Um, <laughs> if I have to take a temperature, and honestly, for most stern patients, I don't, that's going to be the last thing I do. Hmm. Uh, so what treats do you like to use? What are your favorites? Not for me, but for the dogs and cats. I agree. You know, for dermatologists, it's a little different. We do have to worry a little bit about uh, food allergies, but a lot of... Um, my uh, clients recently, they've brought in their own approved treats, and so they already have some odor of their client on them. But we do have hypoallergenic treats. We've got um, these wonderful um, uh, gentle snackers. They're things called potato pleasers. And the potato pleasers, I've actually tasted those myself. They're quite good. <laughs> um, so we have some way to uh, to have some positive reinforcement. If I know the pet's not food allergic, then we can haul out, you know, the really high value treats like chopped up pieces of turkey hot dog or whatever the client tells us their pets really like. All right, let's go step by step. How exactly do you do that fear-free exam? Well, we know when we do a derm exam, we want to see every part of the skin. So often skin diseases are going to manifest on the belly uh, the ventral part, or at least most of the allergies we see. But I'm usually going to start, you know, with the, the pet in a standing position. And rather than, you know, flip them onto their side uh, and make them go upside down, um, many of my, my uh, clients with dogs have trained the dogs to lie down. And, you know, if their owner's there and we've got some good treats, we can get that the animal to gently lie on their side. And then I can look at their belly and look at everything I need to do. Um, sometimes for smaller dogs, and I do large dog exams on the floor, even though my knees are starting to give out. There's real value in my getting on the floor with the pet um, mm -hmm. on their level. Um, for smaller dogs and cats, we might use the exam table, but we've always got like a, you know, a, a mat on it, something warm and soft that they feel comfortable on. And often, rather than, again, rolling them on their side, we can often gently elevate them into a vertical position under their front legs, and I can see everything I need to see. So we just try to make it as less, less, the less restraint is more. Hmm. Yeah, good way to put it. What about the ears? Ear exams can be uncomfortable, can't they? I think they can even for normal dogs. Um, so, you know, especially when we're using an otoscope, I'll usually start by just lifting the ear flap and having a look. If there's no obvious um, skin disease in the ears, I'm probably not going to put a, especially a new patient through 
uh, putting the otoscope down because I, I really have to have the animal hold very still. They don't know me very well. So, you know, I, I like to first check what the needs are. Um, if we, uh, we see evidence of ear disease, I'm very, very gentle. Um, I don't want the animal to jump because that could hurt them. And if we need to use a sedative to do a good ear exam, we go right to that. I, I try not to have a bad experience with the otoscope. And what if the ears are painful? I mean, that's the reason why uh, the pet is there. Then what do you do? That's a great question. And it would be cruel to put an animal through an otoscopic exam when their ears are painful. You know, as a, a referral person, I do tend to see the worst of the worst. And some of these dogs come in, their ears are basically swollen shut, and they might have ulcers. So we'll often do what I like to call a, a medication vacation. We stop all topical treatment of the ears and try to open the ear canal up and reduce pain. And the best drug for that is actually a, a glucocorticoid. You know, we try not to use steroids too much, but boy, this is one instance where they really come in handy. And then they can come back in a week. And often they're so much more comfortable that I can do an otoscopic exam often without sedation, or sometimes we might use sedation. But it's all about not making them head shy uh, because then, uh, you know, once they have a bad experience, it becomes increasingly difficult to, to take care of those ears. So you asked me about what I think about Fear Free. Uh, I'll, turn, I'll turn the table here. What do you think about Fear Free? And maybe you have even a specific example or two of where the Fear Free approach was hugely successful. It was. Um, and, you know, I always come back to one of my favorite patients. He was a lovely Bengal cat called Leo, um, and he was fabulous with his owner. Um, and, I, you know, we were, uh, the way we, we used to, to do um, some of our interviews is our technicians would start with the interview and they would take the history. And we're wonderful people. We didn't really know Leo. And so he was brought to the back to, to be weighed because that's where we kept our kitty scale. And he just was terrified. And he burst out of his crate um, like a bat out of hell, basically. Mm -hmm. And it took us a while to... To, you know, to get him comfortable, we brought his owner back. And so from then on, I worked with the client very slowly over time. We never went out of the exam room, and we never took him away from his owner. We just unscrewed the top of the crate, and she would pet him. And as long as she was there, we made progress. Now, I'm not going to tell you that Leo ever, um, you know, got to the point where he loved us. But with her there and with a little bit of gabapentin on board before he came in, he would allow me to do everything that I needed to do. So I called that a success because we were able to uh, assuage his fear but also take care of his skin and get him comfortable again. And you have another patient example also? I do. I, you know, um, I, I, I love uh, uh, pit bulls. And most of the pitties I see, they're incredibly stoic. But I met one called Ruby once, and she was a rescue, so we didn't know much about her history. But her fear in the clinic was palpable. And she did need um, trazodone in order to be able to come in before her visit. But again, what we decided to do is we're not going to walk her back into the treatment room. Um, we started, and we had a big exam room we used, and we let her owner be with us. 
Uh, and, and what we would do, first, she didn't want any of us to touch her at all. So if we wanted to get samples for our cytologies, we would show the owner how to do it, and then she would get our samples for us. And after seeing Ruby, it took a year, uh, but she finally let me pet her and give her treats after a year. So it took a lot of patience and commitment um, on the part of her owner, really, to continue to work with us. But after that, um, when we finally had her in good condition, she actually wagged her tail and gave me a little kiss. And I called that a win because um, she was a beautiful dog. Wags her tails, gives you, she? yeah, gives you a little kiss. That's that's a, that's a nice ending. And uh, I, I hope that people are listening to the specifics of what you're saying because I think ingrained in all that are some huge tips that, that can be used uh, by veterinary professionals. Unfortunately, Dr. Fadok, that's all the time we have. It sounds like Fear Free and skin exams can go together very well. They can. And, you know, I want to thank you for your advocacy for pets and all you do to promote the Fear Free approach. It's very meaningful to us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fadok. If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings, access the new toolbox items, and find all the additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And of course, if you are not registered, find everything you need to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who just stumbled upon this podcast, Learn more about the resources we have for you at FearFreeHappyHomes.com. This podcast is sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquel and Cytopoint. Important safety information. Do not use Apoquel Oclacitinib tablet in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquel may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Apoquel has not been tested in dogs receiving some medications, including some commonly used to treat skin conditions such as corticosteroids and cyclosporine. Do not use in breeding pregnant or lactating dogs. Most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhea. Apoquel has been used safely with many common medications, including parasiticides, antibiotics, and vaccines. For more information, please see full prescribing information at Epiquel.com. Epiquel indications. Control of puritis, itching, associated with allergic dermatitis, and control of atopic dermatitis in dogs at least 12 months of age. Cytopoint indications. Cytopoint has been shown to be effective for treatment of dogs against allergic dermatitis and atopic dermatitis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine puritis to protect the bonds that matter most. Visit scienceofstrongerbonds.com for more information. For more information on fear-free principles, visit fearfreepets.com and share fearfreehappyhomes.com with your clients.